Hi, everybody. This is Lori Weaver. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary, the sequel. And we'll call this bonus episode Day 123, even though I have no idea how many days it's been since I originally began this experiment where I talk about my thoughts and feelings about compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips since I wrapped up the original show some months ago on Day 120. For new listeners who are looking for my food story told in real time about how I came out from under 50 years of compulsive dieting and binge eating and how I learned to accept myself and to turn my focus onto life versus food, please go back and listen to shows 1 through 120, though it's quite alright if you stay with us today. Since I wrapped up the original show, I decided to put out bonus episodes now and again updating the longtime Brave Companions on what I've been up to and greeting some of the new Brave Companions who are listening to the old episodes for the very first time, and generally sharing whatever thoughts are on my mind now that the robot aliens have left the building. So please stay tuned while we listen to our inspirational snippet of I'm Letting Go by Josh Woodward, and I'll share what's been on my mind today. But I'm letting go, I'm letting go, it's a history that never really grows, I'm letting go. Josh, it's so good to hear your song again. You know, since I quit doing the show regularly, I haven't really been listening to that inspirational snippet nearly enough. And even though I'm feeling pretty happy with the way my life is going, it always does me good to think about what can I let go of? And why is it, Lori, that you are so you know, negative? You're letting go of things instead of going towards something. And for me, I think it's always been easy to focus on what I would like to have, but I have roadblocks that I put in front of my own way. And the latest thing that I've been putting roadblocks in front of is I decided to try to do a stand-up comedy class. Now, why the heck would you like to do that, Lori? Well, it's kind of like my idea of hell in a way because, you know, since my bike accident, I have kind of a, a crummy memory and it's kind of scary and... You're very vulnerable trying to be funny and to communicate who you are because jokes that don't come from your heart and aren't really true in some way fall really flat. So it's a big, big risk for me. But I noticed that I didn't really want to tell anybody that I was doing comedy. I was just sort of doing it so like it didn't quote unquote count. So I want to read to you a blog I wrote as I had this big realization about what roadblock was I putting up in front of my comedy and my life. And here it is. It's called, One Day She Decided to Just Be Herself. The title of this blog post was inspired by a cool refrigerator magnet that I actually found in a hippy-dippy zen store on my way to my stand-up comedy class. It shows kind of a colorful lady enjoying herself uh, out in nature, and it says one day she decided to just be herself. So you know I used to have all kinds of refrigerator magnets that would remind me not to eat chips or you know think it before you eat it, uh, don't bite it unless you write it, and all that kind of diet mentality stuff. I used to put messages on my fridge or pictures of me fat or pictures of me thinner to inspire me to have different eating behavior. But I decided that what I really need now is something to inspire me to just 
be who I am and to let that be enough and to trust that that's enough because that's kind of the direction that I'm taking these days. What I'm working on is how to know who I am and how to do that to the best of my ability and to not be scared. Really tough. So if you come to the blog post or you come to the show notes for today, which is compulsiveovereatingdiary.com slash D-A-Y-1-2-3, then you will get a chance to see a big picture of this cool magnet. And I really, really like it. Okay, and while you're there, you can also check out the wonderful poet and artist who made this inspiring magnet. I've got a link to her Pinterest account. So the blog goes on to say, So what does comedy have to do with it? Well, BC, since last we spoke, wrote, thumbs up on Instagram to each other, etc., I've been off being incredibly brave or crazy, or maybe it's the same thing. Besides live acting class, auditioning like mad for voice work, and flitting around with laryngitis and other flu-like concerns, one of my voice actor friends persuaded me to join a beginning stand-up comedy class. You all know how I love to tell funny stories and often have an instinctual wit. So why not? OMG! Telling jokes off the cuff and writing jokes are not the same. No way! This has been the hardest kind of writing I've ever pursued. I shared this fact with my story writing group. But Lori, you are hilarious. You must be exaggerating. When's your class showcase? We want to come. Well, guys, I'm not exaggerating when I say I suck as a comedian and I have no intention of letting you know when my class required show is going to be. I'm hoping to slink on and off stage incognito. Where are you taking comedy class? One of my writing buddies asked innocently. Flappers. I got you now. I know a person who works there, and I'll find out. My buddy went on to mention the person in question who turned out to be my comedy teacher. Blast! I never thought in one million years that I would let anyone actually know the deets about my comedy workshop appearance. The bravery coach was not demonstrating the best form of courage right then. I was hoping to change the subject and get off of this track, which I did. Soon after that, I was struck dumb with laryngitis and had to miss one week of comedy class. <laughs> Dang it! Now I'm behind in learning how to write and deliver my set, and I'm freaking the heck out. My voice actor slash comedy friend came to the rescue. She arranged that all of us beginner comedians go together to an open mic and watch the other comedians work out material. Two from my beginning class were even brave enough to jump right up and do their material for the first time. So inspiring. The comedians that day killed and died and everything in between. They all got feedback and none of them fainted or had heart attacks or were carted off by Martians for being unfunny. They all had fun and so did we. Made me stop to consider what was creeping me out so much. When I podcast, I'm either reading your comments or my blogs like now or talking off the top of my head. When I'm voice acting, I have a script. I have not had to memorize anything since the head trauma from my bike accident, and I'm terrified I will just blank out. It isn't even worry about funny or not, though I would love to be funny on stage. It is fear of the stutter and the brain freeze in front of all those people. Then I really had a new thought. Okay, Lori, if you are going to stutter and brain freeze in front of all those people, wouldn't it be better if the audience was filled with those who love and support you? Huh. Good point. 
I am so used to hiding my imperfections that it didn't cross my mind that I need to be myself. I need to admit my comedy and invite my friends. I need to trust myself that I will live through whatever happens and it will make a grand story to share together one way or another. So I'm putting myself on the bravery report because I just emailed a bunch of friends and admitted I'm doing stand-up and let them know they are welcome to come view the spectacle. And even if not one person can make the performance, I will tell my jokes with pride because I learned to be proud of who I am in this moment. And I hope all UBCs are proud of who you are too. XOXOXO. And I was especially happy with this blog post because I got some traction. I got some comments from old and new BCs. And one is our new BC, Vicki. She and I had quite a conversation. She says, I love your new artwork and need one for myself. Actually, it was part of my therapy session yesterday. The stopping of trying to be what others want me to be or the constant shame of not living up to my own potential or the expectations of others. At nearly 55, I just have to accept I am different, think differently, have strong boundaries, put fairness, kindness, and generosity above all, and I will always be a quirky, offbeat, contrarian, Aquarian gal. So, Vicki, I just wanted to say welcome. Here's a smooch for you. And PC if you could stop by this blog post or day 123 and say hi to Vicki, that would be great. And I will put the link to this blog post because she and I had really deep, interesting conversation on these topics. And I think you would enjoy learning about it. I was also pleased as punch to hear from Sue from the UK. Sue writes, Woohoo, I had just been wondering what was happening with you, and then the blog appeared. I am full of admiration for your bravery. Do let us know how your comedy night goes. Amy from Wisconsin writes, Hi, Lori. I, too, was wondering how you're doing and so very happy to hear from you. Your medical checkup sounds wonderful. I hope you've gotten all the GI symptoms taken care of. You are so brave to try this comedy thing. I know I wouldn't be able to do it, but I also have no desire to. Go for it, girl. Enjoy. Do your best and trust that all will be well in the end. Thanks, Amy. Mm -hmm. You know, comedy is tough, and after I'm done talking about this comedy bit, then I'm going to give you my medical update. So here's a shortcut. I'm doing really great, <laughs> but on with this. I also got to hear from my wonderful friend Cheryl, who says, laughing out loud, girl, does nothing ever slow you down? You're such an inspiration. Wish I was there so I could have a listen to your material. Well, BCs, Last night, I went to the open mic again, and this open mic is only for students of the different comedy classes there. So it's a smaller audience, and all of the comedians stand up, do some of their set, and then get feedback. So this was the first time I ever did any of my material without notes in front of any audience outside of my class. So I decided I'm going to be super brave and play you guys just a snippet of my very first comedy performance at an open mic. That's right, that's right. When you feel like you're gonna die, just celebrate. <laughs> and you got to lose, right? Anyway, I am Lori Weaver, beginner comic. You are now getting ready to pop my cherry, so you might enjoy this one. <laughs> Basically, when I retired, I had a different idea in my head of what it was going to be like. You know those investment magazines? They have it so cool. 
But instead of golden travels to exotic lands, on date night, my hubby and I go to the Golden Arches, because that's what we can afford. Yeah, it's romantic, if you like fries with that. <laughs> you know, and then I thought, oh, I'll be having all of these sophisticated conversations over cocktails. And, you know, witty debate and political scene. The only debate I have is with the checker at Bond. Oh, and the Yahoo's in line behind me when I take out all of my coupons and unfold them. Yes, I'm that retired bitch. <laughs> well, what do you want to do? I got to afford those romantic quarter pounders somehow. Well, folks, it's time for me to get out of here and hit Mickey D's. You've all been so much fun that I think I want some fries with that. <laughs> Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Without a doubt, that was one of the toughest things that I have ever done in my entire life. But I was so proud of myself. The bad news is I realize I need to cut one minute out of my entire set, and it's going to be a little bit tough for me to unmemorize what I have in my head, but I'm going to work on that today. As soon as I get this show done, I'm going to unmemorize what I did and try to find the one minute of the least amount of laughs that I can. You guys heard about a minute and a half of material, but I really went a little bit over six and I've got five. You really want to hit 4.4, like four minutes, 40 seconds to accommodate in case you do get laughs or if you stop to pause for a moment. So it is really tough, but I hope that you <laughs> like to continue on this journey with me and hear how I'm doing, whether it's a, you know, a home run or a strikeout, whatever it is, I'm going to do my best up at bat. So to that end, I wanted to give you my bonus medical intuitive eating update. I just got all of my test results back from my blood work and annual checkup. After one year of non-dieting and next to no binging or diet mentality, my weight is slightly down. All of my numbers are excellent and I'm in better health than ever, excepting that laryngitis I talked about. I have to admit I feared the cough drops might have pumped up my blood sugar, but nope, better than it's been in years. Cholesterol great, kidneys great, everything great. And this morning, I felt like eating coffee cake, so I made one. Ate one small piece, put the rest away, and forgot it. It struck me just how different this felt from last year. Nothing felt out of the ordinary. I haven't eaten coffee cake for months and months and months. I haven't even really been eating sweets outside of the cough drops. I naturally eat when I feel the energy dip without thinking about it at all. I stop easily. I don't think about food until I'm hungry. The only time I crave food sometimes is from a passing good smell when I'm out and about. If it strikes me hard enough, I will on occasion get some of that tempting food, but usually I just shrug it off saying, hmm, that smells good, and go on with my day. When I started this experiment almost two years ago, I had no idea this is where I'd land. In fact, one of my beginner comedian friends was working on a joke that he feared might be offensive to those of us with eating disorders and asked if anyone in the class had one. I started to raise my hand and say, I do. And then I thought, no, I don't. I don't have an eating disorder anymore. Wow. 
Time to let go of my eating disorder identity and move on to being an actor-slash-storyteller-comedian who weighs whatever she weighs and eats when she's hungry. Not a bad thing to be. P.S. My comedy teacher told me I'm not fat enough to tell fat jokes. Made me really mad at first. But then I realized just how crazy that was. I'm not fat enough to be a fat comedian. I'll just have to be an aging, hippy-dippy, zen comedian with an attitude. Teacher says I'm great at that. Well, BCs, as you can hear from my medical report on my blog post, I'm really doing great. But I will be honest with you, I am not thin. I still weigh over 200. I weigh a little less than I weighed last month. <laughs> and I can get on the scale now without any fear or any trouble. It, the number doesn't bother me. I still wish that I would magically become thinner, but it doesn't really cross my mind very often at all, and that is a miracle. Mark and I went up to Ventura, you know, on the coast of California, like we did last year for Thanksgiving, and we went on a fantastic bike ride. If you follow me on Instagram, Lori Dreamweaver, you will see our videos of us going up the hill or pictures of us on our bike and the beautiful sunny day that we had. And then we went back to the hotel restaurant and let them cook us Thanksgiving. Wow, what a great feature. They cook, they clean, I just have to eat. Wonderful. And... I didn't think for one minute, like, okay, how much dressing can I eat? Should I have only turkey breast? Do I want to skip the pumpkin cheesecake? I didn't have any of those thoughts. I basically was hungry when we had dinner. I enjoyed the dinner. Stopped eating when I wasn't hungry and nothing else looked good to me. Wasn't overly full, wasn't stuffed, wasn't hungry, didn't feel deprived, didn't feel anything except total enjoyment that I'd had a good time having dinner with Mark and that I had enjoyed the food placed before me. I also had an overwhelming sense of gratitude that Mark and I are in a position where we can go to Ventura in the wintertime and have such a beautiful sunny day to ride bikes and that we are able to go to a restaurant and enjoy this bounty because it really is a bounty. It's a blessing. It's a blessing that we have. And I'm pleased that I was able to focus more on the blessings of what I had rather than worrying about what calories I could not have, if you know what I mean. For most of my life, every single event, social outing, or anything that involved eating out really had to do with how many calories could I eat or how many carbs or could I eat this food or that food or did I exercise enough to earn quote unquote this food that kind of thought and to have a holiday season where my mind is only on food to how good it is or do I feel hungry or you know kind of the way that quote unquote normal people eat was really, really strange and wonderful. And I am so pleased that I decided to stick with the intuitive eating path because for me, and I understand Brave Companions, that my path is not for everybody. And it's certainly not the easy path, let me tell you. There's been so many ups and downs and so much despair and so much hatred that I didn't get thin for myself. I mean, hatred about myself disappointment in myself, having to let go of that 
idea in my head that somehow if I could become thin, that my life would be more perfect because being thin would be great to be thinner, but it's not going to make my life any better. What makes my life better is bravery. We have no control at all over our expectations, nor our potential, right? How many of us feel badly because we have all this high potential and we feel that we're lesser than that? We feel that we're not living up to our potential. We feel that we're failures because we look at what could we be instead of what we are. And I posit, BCs, that while we have no control over our potential, we have all control over our courage. We can at any moment decide to be brave and be who we are. Whatever our eating plan, whatever our body size, Whatever our goals and ambitions, do we want to be more loving parents? Well, for me, I'm a cat mama, that's it. You know, don't want to be a more loving daughter. Do I want to be more brave as a comedian? Do I want to improve my voice acting chops? Do I want to risk getting to know somebody that I find interesting as a friend? Or do I want to stay in my shell scared that they're going to reject me if I reach out? You know, in all things, whether it's an audition for voice work or it's doing a monologue in live acting class or doing a set in comedy, it's very, very, very possible that I might fail. The person I reach out to might not be interested in me or not like me as a friend or as an employee or as a voice actor. doesn't matter because that's all in the realm of my potential and their reaction to it. Courage is 100% in my control. And when I live up to my own courage, I feel good about myself. Whether my comedy falls flat, whether my friend wants nothing more to do with me, whether I get the job or not, when I live up to my courage, I feel good. I have esteem and I feel like myself. So, BCs, before I go today, I also want to give a couple of thank yous. One, a couple of the coffee clatchers have been faithful and continue to donate money via free cups of coffee on the website. I thank you so much because while the, the cost of the show has been reduced greatly, there is still a cost, and Mark and I are still retired with unexpected expenses now and again outside of fancy trips for us up to the <laughs> Ventura. So we appreciate those of you that felt it was worth it to stick with us a little longer. And also, U.S. Amazon shoppers, you've been going crazy. Thank you so much for going through the Amazon link from the website, because when you buy things from Amazon, it does support us too. And... We really appreciate that you're taking that time. Same with the UK people. I've seen a few more shoppers come through the UK Amazon link. But I'm kind of sad to report that I decided to take down the Canadian Amazon link because there really wasn't traffic, and Amazon decided to start charging people that have links that don't provide income to Amazon. So rather than being charged for a link that wasn't being used, I decided to remove it at this time. So some of the leftover Amazon Canadian links, they'll still take you there. You can still buy things. It just won't uh, send us any money. And that's okay, right? It's okay with me. 
But U.S. Amazon people, U.K. Amazon people, if you still want to support the show, go to our Shop Amazon link and go through, and we will very, very much be grateful for that. One last thing before we go today. Probably I will do some kind of holiday show before the end of December. And if you BCs want to say hello or share something from your life or, you know, provide me something for that show, please come to the website and use the How to Send audio link and use SpeakPipe, call the Bravery Hotline. It's still live. Do any which way you want to send any hellos or any information or post comments. Let me know because... If you want to be in the holiday show, that'd be great. If not one of you wants to be in the holiday show, I'll make do. Because I have learned that I am who I am and I am enough. But that doesn't mean I wouldn't love to hear from you. So until next time, BCs, take care. Because I really, 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 really care. A slave without a master, heading for disaster, kicking up the dust in the middle of the road. I've been waiting on a free ride, ticket to a seaside thicket on the edge of Puget Sound. And there I'll sit, I'll admit that I was only just a guest inside my skin. Letting go.